because I would have thought every childbirth was great. You just met this slimy, adorable alien thing and you're in love and you're breastfeeding and everything is perfect. And that's what well, I thought. And it, it showed me that like, that is not how it's like. And that's not how it's like for a lot of people. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Couplesynergy. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we welcome some special guests. This is our first repeats. <laughs> yes, it is. It's awesome. Julia, Charlie, <laughs> they, uh, if you guys have been uh, loyal listeners, you will recognize them from episode number four. First couple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, Charlie, thanks for being on our podcast again. You bet. Yeah. Thanks so much for having yeah, us. Thank you for having us. You two are one of our favorite people. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're far away now. <laughs> yeah, a lot has changed a since episode has four. Changed. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, you guys had been married one year, and yeah. you, I don't know if you knew you were pregnant yet during that episode. I was almost pregnant because yeah. you were serving things. And I was drinking them. <laughs> I was like, but we were trying. We were trying. And then I think I got pregnant like very recently after that. Probably like a couple of weeks or so after. Yeah. yeah. Must have been a special thing you served. <laughs> How many children are was Jaxie's pub responsible for? <laughs> I love it. Well, we want to introduce you guys. You guys are the owners of uh, Muscle Activation Schomburg. You also are co-hosts of your own podcast called Exercise is Health. That's still the name of the podcast, right? Yes, yep. sir. You betcha. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And your guys' your guys' podcast is awesome. I've listened to it sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we're we're so busy working on the emotional realm and the spiritual realm. We're terrible at the physical and we really got to get serious about that. Yeah. Cause we're getting to that age, you know, where things, things break down and don't come back together. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we still hike and stuff, but we're just, mm. we sit so much in our work. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to start listening more to your guys stuff. So I get my motivated. Yeah. There you know, you that that's kind of an element there that you guys don't really have to, you know, deal with in Flatland, Illinois is elevation. <laughs> that is true. That's right. That's right. It's hard to move here. Mm, it's right? it, the ground is not something you can really jog on. It's 
you know, we hike, but well, that's in there the There are some crazy trail runners who run who, up and yeah, down mountains. And they I do. I don't know how they do that, but usually they're born and bred in Colorado. Yeah. Because we're at 6,100 feet. Wow. wow. Our house is yeah. at 6,100. Yeah. You know? And yeah. when we first moved out here, you could, you could feel it. Like your breathing is more mm -hmm. labored. Yeah. You know? And you'll get headaches. The, the air is drier. There's no humidity here. So it like really affects the way that you exercise out here. Well, yeah. just so you guys yeah, know, when you come back to Illinois, you're going to feel like you're in tip top shape because just surviving there is like an event. <laughs> it is. It's interesting. Do you guys feel that when you go to Denver? You know, it's interesting. This past week, uh, we were out your way and we went hiking uh -huh. uh, the first first time we had gone hiking and we're not like pushing it we're not hiking fast or anything but like i definitely noticed like wow yeah. my heart rate is more elevated than i would yeah. expect go going on this trail so it's something that you definitely notice and when i would go to boulder it was like wow this is like way way different than than what i was used to so it's definitely something i noticed when, when i go out to colorado definitely yeah the first time i was out in denver i think i was still living in florida or i just moved to chicago so i was used to like below sea level and i remember we took the mat class and it ended at six i was like charlie i gotta go to bed so i went to sleep i didn't do anything social that night yeah. and then i was good but yeah it affects you but um yeah i think you'll notice that you're more efficient when you get back to uh ground level mm -hmm. So let's talk about uh, becoming parents. Yeah. 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 So what we have that two like kids you guys. Now. Yeah. We got two yeah. little ones now. Yep. Yeah. We have two little ones, a four and two year old. And uh, our oldest is her, uh, is a, our daughter. And then we had a son. Uh, but it's been a process. Yeah. It's it been has. a journey. And, <laughs> but I, I will say that I feel very lucky to be with someone where we're trying to be very intentional about, you know, what we're doing with parenting and constantly like checking in with each other and being like, dang, that part's not going very well. What can we do differently? Or what do you think I'm doing wrong? Um, but we were just talking about that, like mm -hmm. on our on our trip we just took where, you know, feeling like we want to be these parents that are humans that are also um, constantly checking in with each other about what are we saying to our kids? What are we showing to our kids? And that has been fun to like have. I, I feel like I hear a lot of people that aren't on the same page with parenting with their partner, but I feel like so blessed to have. Charlie, where we are on the same page, or or if we're not, we're like figuring it out together. We seem to have very similar views on things. Yeah, just being very mindful of our messaging and what we're demonstrating to our kids. I mean, like how many podcasts do you listen to where at some level it comes back to like, okay, well, what were you told as a kid? And you know, that those, you know, those things that were said, you know, habitually or unintentionally, all of a sudden set your view of the world that you're now experiencing 30, 35, 40 years later. And it's like, all right, if, if, you know, that's a thing for so many people, then I want to make sure from the get go that we're being very mindful of the things we're saying, how we're th saying it, the the actions that we're demonstrating to our kids. And so I think that's really been at the forefront of of our, our parenting mindset from, um, yeah, from 2019. And on. Yeah, it's yes. very, very mm -hmm. key, you know, and when we're working with clients, we go back and, and do a history you know, so that we can understand what were some of those earlier messages that they were fed about relationships, because then it impacts their relationship in the future, right? Yeah. We even look at their grandparents' wow lives yeah. because 
the grandparents taught the parents. And so you'll see these themes in their families, you know, of maybe um, only one person in the relationship made the decisions or uh, there was like the similar type of divorcing or something like that. And they were like, I never even looked at it. But you get those messages. It's a really big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so totally. How, how did you guys deal with being uh, business owners <clears throat> together, partners, mm -hmm. right? And then having to put on another role, another hat of being parents, and then having to balance that? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we kind of both took leads in different areas. Yeah. Like, especially, I, I feel like, um, so Julie had a very strong idea of how she wanted to raise our children. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is what you want. I'm totally going to follow your lead with that. And then, you know, while she was on maternity, then I had to take over from a business standpoint. And then, so then when she came back, she just kind of followed my lead with that. And then I feel like over time, we've both been able to have our influence and our insights uh, with each, but I feel like from the get go, that's kind of how that, that separation um, happened. And yeah. then, and then we just kind of followed each other's lead in those regards. Yeah, I feel like so I don't know if you remember this, Gene, because this was probably a regular conversation for you, but it was like very impactful for me. So the last time I think we saw it. Oh, no. The set, we, anyways, we were at a gala together, us, and we were talking. You said, Julie, no matter how you birth, it's going to be great. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter how you birth. So, of course, I go into my first birth thinking this is how I'm going to birth. And if anything goes wrong, it's not going to be OK. So anyways, it ended up being a very, very traumatic birth for me. And I did a lot of therapy afterwards and sorry. Um, but anyways, I think it really highlighted a lot of the issues that I had with how I was constructing relationships, which was really, I guess, kind of in a great way, the last chance to like stitch together my ability to make a relationship with my kid. And so that really formed a lot of how I wanted to raise my kid and how I wanted to treat them. And I didn't want them to feel how I felt during my birthing process. Um, and so I felt like between my daughter and my son, I was like licking my wounds of the birth, trying to figure out what was up and down and raise this baby, which raising Avalon was like the best part of that. Um, but then when I was pregnant with Caliber, it, well, okay, then when I came back to work, I felt like I just kind of followed Charlie's lead. I was like, I literally am trying to survive and I can't take care of clients. So just give me the clients that I already had and anyone that's low maintenance, I'll take um, because I just can't care for them. I can't care for more people than myself and my kid. And then when I had our son, it was just completely different process. I got hired a much better team. Um, and like the whole staff like came to visit me the next day. Oh my God, it was the most beautiful birth ever. You spoke up for yourself and, you know, we got to find out it was a boy together. You know, they were just really um, into it. So anyways, it was a really much better birth experience. And then I feel like coming back to work, um, maybe like, I don't know, a year after he was born or whatever, I was like, Charlie, I'm ready. I'm ready to like come back. Like I'm ready, like for real back, not just like fake back. And so I feel like that process since maybe earlier this year of like refiguring out what am I doing to contribute rather than just kind of tag along in terms of the business. Um, but you're right, Charlie. I think like I've, I've initially led like the home stuff and um and you've really led the business stuff and we've kind of been 
uh, keeping each other up to speed on both, but now trying to figure out like, what is my messaging and what is your messaging mm -hmm. beyond like just being parents or not just being parents, but beyond the home, home life front. You know, Julie, I'm really glad you shared that because so many women have so much big emotion around childbirth, which is why I said that to you. And they're so hard. You know, you're saying it to me. Oh yeah. I say, like, I say it to a lot of women. Face. Yeah. And this. you know, our, our daughter-in-law just had a babies for grandparents now. Oh, and I can't tell you how common your experience is. Mm -hmm. And, and we all think, you know, we're, we have these bodies, we're designed for this. And then when it doesn't go the way we hope it does, we think somehow we failed, but mm -hmm. childbirth is rough. Yeah. And anytime you experience pain, you equate that with shame mm -hmm. and shame means I'm not enough and childbirth mm -hmm. is painful. And so no matter what the plan is or how the plan goes, and this is a secret women don't really talk about, they carry a lot of shame about it. Yeah. And, and it's only because that's how we're designed. Like if someone, if you like got hit in the head right now and it hurt, you'd still feel shame. Mm. And that's why, you know, like disciplining with hitting instills so much shame in a person. And so it's I, to normalize this for women is really important and to normalize this adjustment that a couple goes through when you have that. Charlie, what was that like for you to sit on the sidelines and watch? Yeah. I was when she was pregnant with caliber. Um, there was a lot of her pregnancy that I was really concerned about, like how things would turn out not not from like would everybody be healthy but i didn't want to see her go through what she went through again um from a both from a medical perspective but from an aftermath of that perspective because she she took it really hard and that was it was really hard to just be there and feel like i couldn't help her at all yeah yeah that that That's feeling tough. of powerlessness yeah. yeah i am i am really thankful that like I felt like, I don't know, was I three weeks postpartum where I was like, Charlie, I'm going to therapy. I yeah. don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but we're going to therapy. And I, and I think that was like the best thing. I went like twice a week intensive, like trauma therapy. And it was so cool to like, also have a partner that was like, he just would listen, you know? And like, cause like he wasn't going to get it unless he listened. I mean, he's not a woman. Like I went into to having a baby thinking I was going to come out like, ready to work again. And I was like, holy shit, my brain is completely changed. Like, this is not okay. Um, and so it was, it was an intense process. Um, but yeah, the more that I've kind of shared about what happened, um, the more that other women, like my, even my clients that are like 60, they're like, oh my God, like, I think that, that, I think I have birth trauma. I'm like, you probably do. Like, what is it? One out of three or four women come out traumatized. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been a process of just figuring myself out because like I had to, because I was like, I am not even functioning right now. Um, and it did, it did kind of feel, it felt like I was the one raising my kid, but, or, and Charlie was there, but like, I also felt like a burden, like as an entrepreneur, it was hard to step back and be like, mm. I'm going to not grow the business because like, I am not okay. And that was really that was really hard. And I think the only way to, that we got through it was just keep getting through it. You know, like there were so many days I would come to work and just cry and be like, why am I here taking care of other people? And like, I'm not good, you know? So, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a weird, 
intense time. The other thing that was really hard is 2019 was my busiest travel year. And it was, it was busy because a lot of opportunities came up, but like during, so our daughter was born at the end of March and from July through the end of that year, I was on like 62 flights. Like I was traveling crazy amount, you know, in part to be able to support our business and support our family in part because like these amazing opportunities kept coming along. And so there was, it was such a, a double-edged sword where on the one hand it was like, okay, all these great opportunities are flowing to us. On the other hand, like I couldn't, I wasn't there physically like for her to be like, to be able to support her in that way. And it really wasn't until everything shut down with COVID that all that stopped. And it was like, holy crap, like all the stuff that not that I've been like intentionally running from, but definitely the stuff that I haven't been here for. Um, now I just have to sit here and be here with it, you know, for the next 10 weeks. Uh, and that that really changed a lot. Yeah. And I feel like too, like when you're like, where, the place where I was at, it was like, I couldn't say, I guess I could, but I guess in my entrepreneur mindset, I'm like, yes, take that job. I'm just sitting here trying to heal. Like, I don't think you being here, like he, he was gone, but it was always like two days at a time. I'm like, I think I'm going to do a lot of my healing in, in therapy, you know, and we were always very connected and he was always very open about hearing. Like after therapy, I was always like, okay, let me just tell you what we talked about. Just because I liked like reviewing it and processing it. And like, um, thankfully, thankfully you were just so open to hearing about it and understanding where I was coming from or why that piece would have been intense for me. Um, uh, yeah. So I think... I think it was terrible and we got through it, but, and, you know, I think we learned a lot from it too. Yeah. And especially with our parenting, like I, so one big thing, like I just felt like my birth was out of control. I wasn't heard. So then I was like, we are always going to hear our children. Like they are going to be an equal part of this relationship, you know, and I'm not going to dictate what they're going to do. I'm going to guide them, but I'm not going to be telling them what they can and can't do. Um, So I think that, that big piece, that I don't think I really had in my childhood really came out. You know, it's interesting listening to your guys' story and we haven't really touched base in a long time, but you can see the, the shift that it brought to you guys. And Julie, when I lived in Illinois and we did some work together, when, when I was working out with you, I was in like the throes of the hormonal menopause stuff. And you were pre pre mom, I think. Yes. And, and as a person that's dealing with health, you don't really understand those things till you go through them. And then you're like, oh, hormones, that's a real thing. And mm-hmm. and I bet you that it is for everything you've gone through really enriched how you are as a professional. Mm-hmm. Has it changed the way that you work, especially with women? Um, I think that I am much more, I, I think, I actually, I was just thinking about that. I, I think I allow for a lot more mess because that is life. Like I accept a lot more things like, oh, that's how you see. And I think that I make a lot less predictions about what people think about what things. So I find myself saying like, oh, what was that like? Or what was that like? Because I would have thought every childbirth was great. You just met this slimy, adorable alien thing and you're in love and you're breastfeeding and everything is perfect. And that's what I thought. And it, it showed me that like, that is not how it's like. And that's not how it's like for a lot of people. So it's made me think like, this is how a lot of experiences in life are like, oh, your kid's going to college. Yay. But like, what is that like? I don't know. You tell me. And I feel like it has um, 
it has helped me uh, connect with my clients on a deeper way. And um, even when my client this morning, she's like 67. She's like, you're the youngest person I take advice from. And you have excellent advice. I'm like, <laughs> I have excellent advice. I just repeat back what you're saying to me uh, because I've learned that like, just because I think something's great or I've probably never experienced it the way they have. So it's opened my mind in that way. And especially going through the intensive therapy that I did, just like realizing how like deep rooted things are and being open to it. Yeah. It, it's a very pivotal shift that you go through from being a couple and then being parents and going through the whole birthing process and then having to kind of redefine your roles. And then also, you guys have a business together, so you had to redefine your roles within that as well, right? You know, other people who are employed, they, they take their parental leave, maternal leave, and, and they have that, that time to really kind of ease into the role. And then when they're ready, they go back to work. And, and at that point, they figured out how they're going to do that, right? But being entrepreneurs and you're having your business and having to make sure that it survives at the same time as, as being instant parents like that, that's, that's a really tough thing, right? And, you know, one of the things that we are talking about, and we're going to talk, we, we have a, a couple's workshop tonight. We're going to talk about expectations, right? And how going into birth... <laughs> You have these expectations, and then it's like God says, Haha, "That's funny, right?" <laughs> <laughs> You're not the one in control, <laughs> you know. And and I think what was helpful for for us is that you know you said to me, "Be warned, I I birth violently." Yeah, I had I, I had I had some it, it some rough births. Yeah, and I that's why I don't have more children, to be honest with you. I I, I can't well obviously I can't anymore, but I yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> and I think it also is still impacting my relationship with my body. Yeah. From back then because you know, prior to that I was in the army, I was strong. That is that was my wheelhouse. And then I I failed. Well, it felt like failing at the thing that I was designed to do where I could overcome so many other things that a lot of women didn't. And then I, you know, I had some sister-in-laws that were so fragile and birth to them was nothing. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, I got an epidural. I'm like, I didn't get to get any of that stuff, you know, cause they were born really fast. Yeah. It was all because of my thyroid. And so, so, you know, you go, you kind of go through all that and there is, there is, I'm, you know, the, the talking about it and processing it is so important. And one thing that I that I'm thinking about when we interviewed combat vets, they all had a very strong physical component to their healing. Like one was a hiker and he would hike like 22 miles a day and and the other one was a gymnast and the other one was a like horseback it was a stuntman. Stuntman. Yeah. And like they took all of that emotional stuff and and processed it through their physical bodies which you know, you're in the physical realm and then all of a sudden you're dealing with this big emotional stuff that, you know, and, and I, it's all interconnected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How was that with you with, you know, reconnecting with your body on a physical level? Um, it was interesting. I remember, <laughs> uh, so in my trauma therapy, I did a lot of EMDR, which is like mm -hmm. this bilateral thing. And she was like, okay, so you go for a walk or something you might like start processing things so i remember thinking i'm gonna jog like there's a hill by our house down to the fox river 
was like, I'm going to jog out there and then go down the hill and like, I'm going to train myself and I'm just going to, you know, do intervals. And I remember every time I would freaking jog, I just couldn't even breathe because I'd be like processing like crazy. Um, um, so there was that. And I felt like over time that just kind of got better as I, as I processed with my therapist, but then also, um, I remember with MAT, I don't know if we ever did MAT, but there's some poking and stuff. And I remember being in a in an MAT class and having some of my inter-abdominal area palpated, and that was not good. I was like, this is, I remember getting in the car and I just yelled at Charlie. I was like, what did he think he was doing? And it's just like the thing that I do on my clients all the time. Um, so I had some of that stuff, but I didn't ever feel like that I've never felt that exercise is like my release even before having kids. I know like a lot of people do feel that way. Um, so I had some of that physical piece in, in that way, but I never felt like I'm going to dive into it more because of the, of the emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because our subconscious mind, our physical body and our emotional body is the same place mm -hmm. and we store memories in our cells. And if you activate those cells, like you just talked about with, the abdominal stuff, uh -huh. it will open stuff up. Yeah. 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 So I will, I used to, yeah, it used to be very yeah, emotional getting like my abs worked on or like near my C-section scar or whatever, like just very sensitive and very, you know, touchy and emotional. Um, but yeah, that seems to have gone away with time, but definitely in the beginning, it was like, oh, I wouldn't yeah. even be thinking of anything. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Just keep going. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. what is what is each of your uh i don't I, it doesn't have to be a top but a proud moment that you are really proud of your partner as a parent and as a partner over the mm -hmm. last couple of years of becoming parents hmm. Hmm. i'm i'm really proud of julie for how she has approached parenting overall and from the like the moment she found out she was pregnant starting to be very intentional with how she wanted to raise our child um, and then ultimately our children. And just instead of kind of falling into the default that I think a lot of people fall into of like, well, this is what I know from my childhood. And so I just, you know, and I, and I turned out great. So I just want to keep that going. She was like really thoughtful and really mindful. Of like, Hey, the, you know, these are things that I really want to make sure, um, you know, our, our children feel heard on our children feel included with. Um, and, you know, these are these are things I want to keep and these are things I want to change. And this is how I want to go about doing this. And I just thought, yeah, she was just very intentional about that. And not only that, she has continued on with that. She has continued on about like stopping and pausing and reflecting and being like, okay, like, I think I, I want to do this differently. Like, this is how, you know, we want to do things differently instead of just like letting one event snowball into the next snowball into the next. And then, you know, looking back four or five years later and being like, how the heck did we get here? I feel like she's constantly checking in with, you know, how, how our family's doing, how she's doing being like, you know what, Th things need to change with this. And so to me, that, that, that shows somebody that like, really truly cares about not only their family and their parenting, but like how their kids are going to turn out. Not saying that other parents don't, but like when you're constantly like checking in and being like, okay, like, are we going the direction that we want to go? Um, to me, that shows that th this really is like of the utmost importance to her. And so that, that, that just makes me proud every single day. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like a partner that like, when you were doing your intro, they fell madly in love and Charlie's like, 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's that's a really important piece to me. And I feel like it's cool that, you know, you're along for the ride. I remember talking about it when I was like eight weeks pregnant. I'm like, okay, so are we going to say good job to our kids? Like, are we going to say it all the time? Or are we going to say, you know, like, I remember just, I just wanted to bounce ideas off of them. Like, how will we reward them? Are rewards good? We want them performing for, you know, like, those are the types of conversations that, um, that I think I wanted to have. And yeah, it is fun to keep having them. Um, because I'm like, man, I yelled at our kids a lot yesterday. What's going on, you know, and then just reevaluating. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I'm proud of Charlie for, and I, I don't know if you meant by parenting, but I think it's really cool that he has like really supported me as like a human. Like, I think I play so many roles to him, like the mother of his kids, his business partner, his podcasting co-host, there's someone that brings in income for our family, you know, all these roles that like, um, after having kids, you kind of, I, I have this prediction of like, oh, I have to get back to that part. I have to get back to that part. And he has given me so much space of like, Hey, it's like cool. if like, you need to not do that. And I'm like, no, it's not cool. He's like, yeah, but it is cool. Like, like you should do what's fine with Julie and like maybe go to work and give yourself some space to like think a little bit or, you know, do, you know, whatever you're needing to do. And I think that like it takes such a big person to do that, especially like you guys know Charlie and how driven and forward focused he is that in my head, I know this isn't true, but like my false thinking is that that actually brings us back. Like, okay, Julie's slowing down. She's not going forward right now. And so I feel like, especially as of recent, like getting back to work, not after my birth trauma, after my second baby and feeling like, what is my real purpose here of, of being here, helping people do squats? Like what, what is the reason here? And so he has allowed and invited and encouraged me to have so much space to like try to become the best Julie versus the best trainer or the best wife or the best, you know, mom or whatever. Um, and um, I think that's really cool. And I always not that I doubt that he'll do that, but I always feel like when I bring up a topic like that, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a burden. Oh, it's going to be too much. Like, it's going to hold us back. We're not going to move forward. But the the relentlessness that he has on that, uh, it has been really something that I never experienced before being with Charlie. It, it just <laughs> sounds really amazing, guys. Like, yeah. how much you have grown through this and grown together going through this as well. And, and yeah. it's just really kind of inspiring to hear how you guys are, are navigating all of these changes, life changes. And as a couple, not as two individual people, right, right. you can really see your partnership and your, um, you know, synergy, right? Mm -hmm. The two ding, supporting ding, ding. each other, being mm -hmm. the best humans, and then also, you know, feeding the relationship, which a lot of parents, how old are your kids? Four two. and two. Yeah. I can't tell you how many parents that are, we have that have that age of kids and they just can't do it. They're like, it's impossible. We don't have time. We don't have this. And, and they, when they get intentional and they see how much time they're putting to other things that are not as important or how much guilt they're guilt parenting and guilt stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really good to see you guys kind of mastering. This is awesome. Oh, we love you guys. You. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Thank at you. this moment we're like in this massive place of growth and like it's been really cool like we went we recently just went on a trip and like what I was sharing with you about like Charlie giving me space to to be me like I feel like um 
I have like listened to people vent to me about how like that makes them feel like angry. Like if I grow, then they think I'm not doing good or whatever. But it has taught me how to treat Charlie like that. And I've never felt like I could do that to someone like genuinely. Um, and so I feel like hopefully I'm helping him become a great version of Charlie too. There you are. Thank you. <laughs> well, that is the goal of every relationship is to help your partner become a better version of themselves mm -hmm. right? and to do that together. Yeah. Yeah. Really mm -hmm. fantastic guys. Hey, you know, um, if someone wanted to get a hold of your podcast, learn more mm -hmm. about you guys, where would they go? Yeah. So our, our, um, where we do all of our kind of like online work, uh, where you can find our podcast, our book, um, our, our online stuff, that's uh, exerciseforlifestudios.com. Um, you actually have to put the www dot at the front of it. Otherwise, it goes to an error page. Um, and then for our in-person work, that's matschaumberg.com. So those are kind of our two um, two big websites. We're, I'd say we're most active on Instagram, um, you know, with our, our personal profiles and then kind of bleeds into our business as well. But uh, that's just at Charlie Cates and at Jewel Cates. Um, but yeah, the, the, those are definitely the easiest places to connect with us and to uh, learn more about our work and stuff. Yes. That's awesome. And we'll definitely put those in the show notes, awesome. as you guys know. Awesome. <laughs> right on. I exercise love it. is health, right? Exercise is health. Exercise is health is the podcast. Yep. Exercise is health is the podcast. Yeah. You can find that um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all the spots. All the spots. <laughs> all the spots. Yeah. I, I remember doing your podcast. Remember? Yeah. Yes. You are, your podcast is the first time we were ever on a podcast. That's awesome. Oh, really? I love yep. that. Yeah, I think we... So uh, we always got the best reviews off of like your Health Summit talk. And yeah, stuff. totally. Totally. Yeah, oh, that cool. was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, back in the day with the uh, the equipment, right? The starting out equipment. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, guys, it's been really awesome having you on our podcast. Thank again. you for sharing at that level, uh, too. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This was, it's always great seeing you. I know. Really fun talking about stuff with you. So thank you. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Home Study Course, the Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, which is coming up this October, October 12th, to 15th in beautiful Colorado and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.